welcome to the Lost Horror Podcast. Uh, this is uh, this is your podcast featuring me, Arlen Haro, and my co-host for all of these years now, uh, Eric Sayor. Right, it's been years with an S. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it been has been. to think about. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a minute. Um, yeah. Yeah, our uh, our podcast can walk and begin to <laughs> begin to make words. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's real crazy. And maybe read if he's smarter than we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know about you, but I couldn't read at three years old. Uh, yeah, it was not not my forte. Uh, certainly, certainly not. Um, uh, playing with Spider Man Super Soakers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we all know what that's about. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, enough enough of that. Uh, let's get let's get right into it. Um, we are we are here to talk about uh, some films, um, and this is our first one of this thing that we're doing. Right? Am I not? Am I? Yeah. Uh, we're we're uh, time we're, we're and space like... is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Like we've tried to have some di- cover some diverse directors in the past, but after looking mm-hmm. about that, like what we talked about last year, it was a lot of male directors, uh, mm-hmm. mostly that. So we want to we want to change that a bit and try to cover some of our favorite female directors. Look look back at their work, the movies we haven't seen in their catalog, and the movie that we have, and mm-hmm. uh, we're starting with. Uh, one of the greatest directors of all time, for sure. One of my favorite directors, uh, Agnes Valda, um, who this is like, uh, who is one of the um, parents. I was gonna say fathers, <laughs> but that doesn't make sense. Of French <laughs> New Wave uh, with Truffaut, which we covered a few years back, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godard, which we'll maybe cover one day, who knows? But sure, <laughs> yeah, I, I I had seen a few of her, mov- her movies before, and I just really liked them. Uh, and uh, I think it was her first time for you. Yeah, with all of these, but I I knew the name and I knew the face, and yeah, like it's a it, it's a new experience, but I I had a pleasant time with most of these movies um i mean you know certain moments that were not the most <laughs> fun i guess yeah. um but I, I i think all the all three of these movies are very interesting um yeah and i i, I like a because one of these is a documentary heavily featuring the director uh, i like her <laughs> she's she's cool um yeah i'm very into her yeah, personality we'll, we'll get and, into that. and I, I think watching We'll get into it, but I think watching the documentary, she's made multiple documentaries at the end of her life, but we watched mm-hmm. uh, uh, The Beaches of Agnes, and uh, and that's, like, gives uh, the right perspective on, like, the type of artist she is and what she was trying to do and what, like, motivated her throughout her life. I think it's well, it's an interesting thing to mention it first, because that's some of the stuff she talked about, we may talk about while co- talking about the film we covered. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, the first movie we did cover was uh, Cleo from Five to Seven, um, a movie that's I think when it's I think at this point it was my second time watching it. I'd say it's one of my favorite movies 
of all time. It's definitely my favorite French New Wave film. Like, oh, I, I, I just, I think it's a, an incredible piece of existential cinema, uh, and the, the, I love the way it portrays just a woman and in just a couple <laughs> hours, and but also a city and a way of life and everything. Uh, what did you think? Um, I, I echo a lot of that. Um, it's I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought that the the pace of it and the energy of the movie was very refreshing. Um, like a lot of new wave stuff, it felt very modern. Um, in many places, I I think that the the way that this movie uses just very practical photography tricks and stuff like that to uh yeah it it felt very much like a movie made by a photographer which when the documentary revealed that that was actually where she started um that clicked very well for me um so yeah like the artistry of the movie was very impressive to me and then it also happens to be a very enjoyable and watchable movie um on top of that. And then there's the anthropological side of it feels like a time capsule of that period of time in Paris, in France, um, which is one of the things that I really loved about 400 blows. Um, when we talked about that on here, I think in the first year of the podcast, um, (laughs) three years ago at this point, more or less. yeah, Yeah. Um, I like the feeling of being in that time, um and just the world <laughs> that it that it depicts yeah. uh, i very much enjoyed that and it, it does portray a very different paris than uh 400 blows like 400 blows is really from the point of view of a kid and yes and it it's like um everything seems large yeah uh, every, yeah whereas here everything feels so normal like if you been to paris it's a city you'll for sure recognize it's it looks different it feels different but it also has that mm-hmm. very uh uh familiar there's just a very familiar sense in watching the images of this movie uh even though it's not the paris we know now uh, but it's yeah. a it's, it's a beautiful portrayal so if you haven't heard about this movie um it's a movie set. Uh, it's a movie that follows a French uh, singer, uh, Cleo, uh, who is waiting for the results of a medical test she took. Uh, she's waiting to know if she has cancer. Uh, she's supposed to call her doctor in the evening. The movie starts at 5 p.m. and follows her every move, more or less, from 5 to 7 p.m. That's where the movie comes from. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just the way it follows her the way it just portrays that time in her life in like every single detail it's all i think a lot of what makes this movie so alive is like the small details the small things even like stuff in the background like just makes it feel so alive and um it doesn't it, it's interesting because i think this is this movie is a great argument against shooting a movie in one single shot like it uses cuts like very not pretty yes. rarely or like different camera angles but it the way it uh, frames uh this woman uh and like everything around her 
is is feels like more intimate than any like one shot movie I've seen. I think. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's completely fair. Um, I think I think that there's a um, I don't know if I'll even have the right terminology to say this correctly. Um, this movie, it's more it's about the story that's being told and the feeling that's uh, trying to be presented. And I think that um, I don't know if that's really as quite as central to the movies that have really tried to like hype up the whole one shot thing. Um, and it just it feels like a gimmick a lot of those times, <laughs> um, whereas this just feels natural to the story being told. Um, and it, yeah, yeah, I think the movie I, maybe that does it the best is like that I've seen is like Victoria, which we've talked about before, mm-hmm. and it feels like Victoria kind of feels like this movie when it's at its at its best. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, like it's trying for a similar, uh, a, a similar portrayal of a woman. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, I, like, I always got a kidding when I say this is an argument against it, but I just love the way it does it. Like, I'm very happy that's the way it goes because all the small cuts, all the, like, the look, looking through different angles gives the movie, like, life. It never feels boring because of that. And you're never really noticing yeah. camera, even when the shots go on for, like, very, very long at points. Yeah. And something that I... Something that sort of occurred to me as I was watching the movie, um, and I feel like it's kind of what she was going for, because it doesn't feel like real time, it does feel more accurate somehow. Um, It feels more reflective, I guess, of how you remember just like a two-hour block of a given day. Um, And it captures that sense of uh, frenetic energy, uh, specifically of like coming home and then spending the next two hours doing other stuff um, that is unrelated. Um, And none of that having a specific structure other than the waiting for the test, it all feels very real and again, very relatable. Um, It doesn't necessarily matter that Cleo is a singer, (laughs) Um, you know, until it does matter in a couple of moments, a couple of key moments. Um, in places where it informs her character, which again, I thought a lot of that stuff really worked, and it it all added to the story. We get such a clear sense of who she is as a person, um, and her personality. And again, really, really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, <laughs> we can we can talk about stuff that happens in the movie, like starting at the beginning. The movie starts in color. Uh, which yes. I don't know if you found that surprising. I thought I was I was rewatching it and I didn't even remember uh, that it it opens so with uh, her getting a tarot reading in color and then basically the whole story of the movie gets told at the beginning. Uh, everything that's going to happen <laughs> is described um, yeah through that tarot reading which I think is very good and uh, what I I think the best moment of the early beginning of the movie is uh, when when she she leaves and then the woman doing the reading opens like a closet and to to speaks to a guy that's like 
just there, I guess. And she says, it says, yeah, she has a cancer. She's going to die. Like, even though she spent, like, the whole seance convincing her she's not going to die, which felt like uh, the, the good balance of, like, jokey and also, like, serious, the seriousness of the situation in a weird way. Um, yeah. Because I, I think what, uh, what you get even from the beginning and throughout this film is, like, uh, nobody takes her fear of illness seriously like she she she's scared like she's scared she to know if she has cancer and everyone is just trying to convince her she shouldn't be scared but the movie more or less ends with her like kind of embracing it in a way and accepting it and it's like what that's what the what that which needs to be told is that she like she's living in this period of not knowing, and it's not only not knowing uh, about her cancer; is her not knowing what is her place in the world, what she is she even doing, and it ends with her like finding a space, finding a place, and then the fear of death goes away with her acceptance of her place in the world, and I think that's like that's why I love this movie so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, hard agree. Uh, it might not come as a surprise to, to say that I have thought about this movie a lot uh, in the past year or so. Uh, since the first time I saw it, it has like just grown on me, and just like rewatching it brought back a lot of these thoughts. Um, yeah. so, so after the tarot reading, she she goes and joins her maid uh slash i don't know caretaker yeah assistant thing something uh, yeah Yeah. seems like a very unsure title so yeah and throughout the movie we do get some like thoughts of people that are not her uh, Mm -hmm. what they think about her and what she thinks is like oh the baby is back i need to take care of her like the the child that she is um, so we get like this coffee shop scene where she gets offered coffee and then to reassure her uh, uh, her caretaker starts telling a story that we I, I, I had I wanted to ask how that scene felt because it goes from one conversation to the other and if you speak French if you understand French because it's French you can mm-hmm. understand both at the same time but for you, it must have been just like a hard cut or not really knowing who was talking. I don't know. There, yeah, that scene was particularly interesting. Um, it is, is, is that scene broken up by the couple that yeah, is exactly. breaking up? So, yeah, in the, in the background of the scene, you get this couple breaking up, and it's like a very natural breakup. He's mm-hmm. like, uh, you should have, you should let me sleep over. I don't, she, she's like, I don't want you to sleep over. She's like, I'm tired to go home at 2 a.m. and being tired at work. And it's like that back and forth until like they break up. But at the yeah. same time, the caretaker is telling that story. And you kind of hear it both at the same time. But the focus of the camera goes to the couple before going back to uh, the caretaker. And I, I think like that's the first time that you get just like a small, very human moment that kind of... Yeah. Um, it it solidifies like just the the feeling of realness of like everything that's happening around them, even mm-hmm. if like her her story and her character feel a bit 
like surreal in a way not necessarily like heightened in like emotion and everything but like around mm-hmm. her everything everyone feels like everyone is just having the most normal conversations and you see that throughout the movie and i think that that gives like a real good sense of place yeah yeah there's a lot of stuff like that there's the um the street performer much later on in the film um which if i didn't know that that was like a that was a huge thing from 1850s to the 1950s in france um performers like that i guess are all over the place and he gives a, a certain weight to um just life <laughs> just random street life uh in paris uh, that's very distinct um but there are other moments like that that i can't quite yeah yeah he eats frogs yeah he puts a frog in his mouth and then like spits out like a lot of water like like a fountain basically and he yes. pierces his arm with a sword it's all all like imagination it's all like fake i guess more or mm-hmm. less but it's like very very weird i watched a movie with my mom today and she was like mm. <laughs> she was very disgusted by him putting a frog <laughs> in his mouth uh, unsurprisingly um uh, yeah, another small moment of conversation I think that I really like that I that stuck with me is like when she's in the cafe and uh, he and, and there's like guys in the background talking about art and like one is like uh, he, uh, when I see this picture of a woman from Miro, I see a bull, so you know he's Spanish. And like the guy in the background is like, what about Picasso? <laughs> when you see Spinchy paints now you see a woman. <laughs> it's, it's very funny. <laughs> it feels like yeah. uh, the equivalent of like any nerdy conversation you'd see in the background of a modern film, but like it, it feels like you're watching real nerds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. Yes. I, I just like that small moment. Um and, uh, Another thing I read, another small moment I really like, I don't know if you remember, when they're in the car, uh, when they're in the taxi, her and the caretaker after the coffee mm-hmm. shop. Uh, so they, 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 they go through by a hat and like the caretaker doesn't let her put the hat on because putting on new clothes on a Tuesday is bad for luck. Uh, and superstition is there throughout the movie. And like it's, it's uh, and throughout the movie, she starts very superstition very superstitious and just lets herself take more and more control of herself throughout it uh, mm-hmm. which I really like but it's, it still comes back to haunt her when the mirror breaks and her mood breaks at the same time because she knows that but the new clothes on a Tuesday thing I had never heard about and <laughs> and it was very <laughs> funny uh, but yeah, yeah there's a scene in the, the, that scene in the cab with the woman cab driver um well, there's like the whiskey ad that plays uh, on in the car. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. Uh, Vaguely, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the new whiskey shampoo from America that you can put in your hair. I feel like that's what the French think of America in the sixties. Um, oh my! But when this ads play, the ad plays. The caretaker is like just like brushing her hair with her hand, like touching her hair, like. Oh, there's a, an uh, uh, an ad for shampoo, so it makes me touch my hair, and just like this small gesture mm. again, like gives the character uh, more characterization. Yeah, yeah that that whole taxi cab scene is very good. Just 
for a lot of stuff like that. I I like the way that they um, they integrate. I, I don't remember that ad exactly, but then as you say it, I'm like, oh, that's great. But they they integrate that with like a, a news from Algeria. They say and yeah. um, uh, uh, Kennedy, of course, and uh, Edith. Piaf's <laughs> recent surgery, um, and I like the way that all of those things, in some way, actually come back later in the movie. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if Kennedy comes back in some way. Um, all of it uh, gives like a real sense of time and like place, mm-hmm. uh, and I think the Algeria does give a certain weight to the mm-hmm. whole film. Uh, the fact that it's brought up earlier, and then when she meets yeah. the soldier and they, they talk about it and it's like uh, it, it's like this this specter of colonial war over mm-hmm. this like woman that has nothing important in her life like nothing yeah. nothing of never the, like all her life everything in her life feels frivolous in that point in the cab where you talk about like uh like actual war uh, mm-hmm. But even then, the Kennedy news is so is so funny. It's like the Russians sending like a dog to to brag <laughs> about sending a dog to space first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a funny bit to have. have it's very funny. Like, yes, David Piaf being sick and <laughs> and the the war in Algeria. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. She gets to her her home. They get to her home, and uh, she's visited by her boyfriend lover, who comes visit her for like three minutes to give her a kiss and leaves. Uh, mm-hmm. And you immediately like, okay, they're both together because they're hot and they look hot together. That's it. <laughs> There's no real right. connection between these two people. They don't talk about anything to each other. He likes her because she's pretty, and he like mm-hmm. she, she likes him because he like probably buys her nice things, and that's that's it. Like that's the extent. Like yeah, like a, a very good looking doctor. She's like a very beautiful mm-hmm. pop singer, uh, and that's that's it's a very like uh, revealing scene of like mm-hmm. the nature of her relationships. Um, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of, I mean, to what we see in the movie, a lot of them are people that she pays to be there or they pay her to be with them in some way or another. There's a lot of transaction uh, relationships in this movie, even starting with the uh, uh, fortune teller at the beginning of the film Um, and the two uh, pianists and the songwriter um, who may have still been there either way but you know it, it it does they do make a point to say that they are her songwriter and pianist so yeah i really like that scene of them coming in just after yes. the boyfriend leaves and they like take some stuff out of closets and dress up like doctors to like yeah. cheer her up uh, <laughs> yeah and they both, it becomes like, like a musical for just a quick minute there. Just yeah, exactly. And then, uh, then they, like, they have their new songs that are playing, and they're making fun of her, and she's making fun of them, and it's very yeah. trivial. Um, uh, until the moment where she sings that uh, 
one very sad song that is like yeah. one of the most beautiful moments in the movie like it feel, it's like Agreed. her singing at her full potential because you hear her sing and you hear her songs in the background it's all very like uh very casual pop songs that say absolutely nothing about nothing and then there's like this mm-hmm. beautiful haunting song that's written that feels like it's written just for her and her performance in that instant is incredible and it it's clear that it becomes like too much and too emotional for her and what she's feeling at that moment like makes her blow up uh mm-hmm. but it's really good it's like the way it's framed the, yeah. the song the, the song itself the singing the the melody it's all very good yeah the the whole section in her apartment is just very well done the way that the tones change and shift feels very natural um and again i love the fact that there are just cats just just multiple cats just hanging out in the background yeah, not um, even cats kittens only kittens like yeah, all around it, yes <laughs> it feels like she, as soon as they grow big enough like she gives them away and gets new ones right i feel, I feel like that's what her life is <laughs> Yeah, she finds a she finds a new set of kittens that she didn't yeah. know were there. Just uh yeah. Um I love that. I love the the personality of that and how that interacts with the scene and the energy of that. Um yeah, just that whole section is very well done. Um yeah, and then yeah, she blows up, she go and she leaves by herself. Yes. And at that point she 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 dresses all in black. She put on the hat that uh, she's not supposed to wear because it's Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> this is her act of revolt against like everyone that's been in the movie up to this point. And she goes to to the cafe by herself. Uh, yeah. And what she does when she gets there, she puts her song on the jukebox and observes people and see how they're reacting. And like any people in a bar, they don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you see it like slowly like driving her mad like she gets she takes her drink drinks it in one gulp and just leaves uh yeah and, like and at that point like she everyone she's crossing in the street is she's feeling observed by everything shocks her she's like kind of she feels like very lost um because she she feels like she went to the cafe put on her song because she was trying to feel something again trying mm-hmm. to feel like she has a place like if like even one person reacts positively to her song it's gonna make her day it's gonna make her happy uh, mm-hmm. even though like 20 minutes before in the movie when they're in the taxi and her song starts playing the taxi driver is like oh i really like that one that gives her yeah. nothing but at this point where she needs it it's like no one is reacting um so she goes see her friend who's uh, posing naked in, uh, in, mm-hmm. in a sculpture studio. Uh, I really like how like that introduction, introductory shot, which I framed, uh, shot is yeah. framed, like following the sculptures and everyone's like kind of looking at her like, why are you here? Uh, but, yeah, yeah. And we don't know why she's there, right? It's like, yes. it's just like did she go into like a random building? <laughs> right, it does feel like that for a second, and then you get the context. Um, yeah, I, I very much enjoyed that. I like how, uh, yeah, it just feels very much like a real sculpture class that she just stumbled into. Um, 
And uh, I love the way that her and her friend, when they start talking, just something about the rapport. They're really the she's really the only one that doesn't ha- again have that sort of transactionative relationship, um, and it feels very natural, like real friends, um, very quickly. And and I I, I, don't know, I just really enjoyed the way that that was played. Um, it's it's and, it, it feels immediately yeah. like seeing a friend from a few years ago that yes. you see and like it's immediately back to her natural way of speaking to each other and like her friend is like oh I let you alone for a while because I thought you were happy in your relationship but visibly you're not I'm sorry yeah and it's very it's very good it's very like it like you said natural and it gives us a different vision of that character as just not someone that just uh around like people that she that are there just to please her like she she mm-hmm. feels like she's talking to a friend to someone that she cares for and that cares for her it's it, yeah. it, it does give a different like a different dynamic to the character and again you're seeing her being like uh alone and but cared for uh in the right way so so they they get into <laughs> the car of the boyfriend of the boyfriend of that uh of that woman um and it's like a very <laughs> old car she just learned how to drive like um it, it took me a while to realize like the car that but so when they have to turn they have to put their hand out of the car to indicate because the care the car is so oh. for the time that it doesn't have flashers <laughs> i don't know if you got that part <laughs> i, I... It's it's not something I noticed the first time, but like the second on the second viewing, I was like, oh, okay, the car is really old for the sixties. Like it's right. like a, 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 maybe a forties, late uh, early fifties car okay. that's like surrounded by cars like that feel way more modern. I thought they were just being eccentric and French. So that but that that's actually that makes a lot more sense. Uh... <laughs> movie makes a lot more sense now uh yeah yeah that's (laughs) like in the same way if you like ride a bicycle in a city that's what you're supposed to do right you put your hand on the side when you're gonna turn (laughs) they have to do that in the car because it doesn't have flashers yeah i don't know if you've ever ridden a car that doesn't have that has a broken flasher but i have and i had to do that before (laughs) yeah i i I've been volunteered as being the person to put their arm out, um, which did not help the person behind us who was very confused. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's not fun doing that or no, when it's not or out or just some some problem. Yeah, it's not not a good time. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a moment. Uh, and then they drive through the park. Right. Is no, that. No. No, they go to the, to the theater where the boyfriend works. Okay, and yeah. Then they, and then you see the awful short movie that's playing in the middle. Right. Yes. It, it's a it's a weird thing. It's like it's a short that stars among others Jean Luc Godard and uh, Anna Karin, uh, uh, Anna Karina. I, I don't. I'm not sure. Sometimes it's. About I think that. Yeah. Not, but yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, and a couple of others that are playing like in a small silent film short about like a woman gets kidnapped and Jean-Luc Godard can't see because he has his, he has his shades on and it's very stupid and it's kind of racist 
and it's like yeah. it feels so out of place in this movie. It's it's a weird it's a weird little diversion movie. I'll say that. Um, yeah, it it feels very strange. Um, I kind of get what they were going for, I guess. Um, kinda, it does have a, like uh, uh, I wanted to make something with her friends and like was looking for a place yeah. to put it in, and that's where the place we found. Uh, yeah, and I guess this is the group of people that would have grown up with Lumiere stuff, so like a, a Lumiere reference would make sense, I guess, in this movie. Um, this is where I would expect to see it, but I don't know if it was really it was something that we needed. <laughs> exactly. It goes on for a while. Uh, yes, it does. It, yeah. Yeah, um, so it's not like a quick cutaway. It's it's a an extended. It's, like, it's a full short, like it's like three or four minutes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we don't need to get into that in detail. Um, after that is when they go. She they take a taxi. They drop her off, um, mm-hmm. and then she goes to the park uh, with the right with right the cab. And she tells the 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 cab driver just drive through the park. I don't care. It's open. Why not? Invisibly, mm-hmm. they're not supposed to be here, there, but it's yes. fine. Uh, and like she gets out, and this that's where she meets. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Uh, Antoine is that the character? That's the character's name, I think. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. No, it's it's uh, uh, Maurice. I think. Oh. Uh, uh... First, uh, I have the wake anyway, anyway, yeah. so yeah. the wig up. Anyway, anyway, there she meets the uh, the, the the soldier, the character, the soldier yes. character that's uh, fighting in Algeria, um, and he's uh, um, so and and like the tarot card describes, he it's supposed to be like a fast talker, and he like talks around her, makes her laugh, makes good puns. I don't know how like. The, a lot of this movie has like good like one-liners. I don't know how it translates in subtitles. I did watch the movie uh, with subtitles, but I didn't. Yeah, because that, that's the only way I can we can watch it on Criterion. That's my only probably the Criterion mm-hmm. is that French movies I have to watch with English subtitles on them because that's mm-hmm. the way it's programmed. Uh, but yeah, how the how do you, how do you feel it translates? Because all a lot of their back and forth and their chemistry, I think, mm-hmm. is like he's telling her stories about gods and spring and summer and it's like the right day to be to meet and like uh telling her like small thing facts and all that it's really it's a really great relationship um so reading it didn't do much for me but their energy sells it so that's that's a big piece of credit that i'm going to give the movie is the way that they play off of each other um makes it work um and yeah i definitely feel that connection that they seem to have fairly quickly um then they feel like people who will probably go on to um communicate long after this um just based off of the stuff in the park um yeah so i guess it worked um it trans it translates pretty well uh the uh the energy of it and the performance of it all comes through yeah uh and uh the way that that sort of the the way that their back and forth develops in a very short amount of time is 
pretty impressive. Um, uh, leading up to the sort of end shot of the movie, which is uh, a really good way to end the movie. I really enjoy just the way that that uh, ending feels, the the tone and the mood that it sets is, uh, uh, yeah, joyous, I guess. I don't know. Just a, a, it's, it's a, a, very... a resolution. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, it, it feels very cathartic as an ending. Like it's like a lot, of, yeah. like a lot of feelings you've had for these characters, and they've had throughout. It's like a, the the feeling of freedom and kind of liberation of the weight she had, and the finding of a sense of place. It's it's a, it's just a, I think a perfect ending. Like uh, that's what yeah. um, like cemented the movie as like one of my favorites. Of that era and maybe like of all time like um mm -hmm. for me like rewatching it now felt very weird because i've been like <laughs> doing some medical tests recently in a similar ish situation as that character i, I i'm not gonna get results in two hours <laughs> right <laughs> because that's not really how it works but uh yeah it's a movie i thought about a lot like in the last few weeks while doing medical tests and like watching it right now i thought would be i, I wondered how it would feel and it felt uh like the right the exact right movie i needed to watch it again mm -hmm. the ending the ending is perfect the ending of the doctor uh just driving by them <laughs> like they're just yeah. they, they, they go to the hospital to try to find him like before like earlier than she's supposed to call him uh, because uh, because uh, Antoine convinced her to go uh, and the the people at the hospital to tell the doctor tell them the doctor is gone so they just sit on the park bench and then the doctor drives by and he's like very nice car and he's like yeah uh, right uh, you have to get in tomorrow we're starting chemo is going to take two months and you'll get better and it's not even She's not, he doesn't even say like yes or no, you have cancer or whatever. She's like, okay, we're gonna start treatment and you're gonna get through this, and that's that's what you that's exactly what she needs to hear at the time. Like it, yeah. and and when she knows all the weight on her leaves, and you get that that perfect moment of like them seeing like a moment of hope. Like she's she yeah. thinks she find she she found she reconnected first with someone that cared for her and then she found someone that i think she thinks she can be happy with even if just for a moment and yeah. and and her fear of her fear of sickness and her fear of death are gone because she one she has something to live for and two she uh she she's reassured in a way that like in the right way yeah yeah there's a there's a weightlessness to both of them in that scene um that they get to share uh and it's very uh very pleasant um yeah great movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> i really enjoyed it the thing we didn't get into is like he also shares like that fear of death because he's yes he says to her specifically uh, i'm scared of dying for a war that i don't believe in uh yeah uh and again you have like that way the weight of that war and like what it really means in terms of like people and in terms of like yeah, the human capital, and it's it's uh, 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 and the the weight of that over the weight on her character. It's 
it it does make it feel it does make feel like all her relationship and her like small issues feel frivolous in a way and i think that's that the them connecting over that fear of death being the right person to meet at the right time because he's like her he's like aimless he's she he he says like the first thing one of the first thing he says is like he spends three weeks in uh it, it, i had the three weeks of leave and did nothing mm-hmm. and up until that moment so yeah right. so I, I think like just the re- the relationship the back and forth the ending it's all very beautiful yeah yeah it's uh very very good um i thought i thought i had something for a second but <laughs> i forgot it um so yeah um yeah we can move on to yeah vag- vagabond vagabond in english in french it's called uh santoine lois which which means uh uh no ceiling or law um oh uh because hmm. like the word for ceiling in french is often used when talking about um uh, homeless people like um, a limit yeah oh, okay no no, no it's like the the literal ceiling like right yeah yeah, yeah. i was just it, thinking like often, metaphorically yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh but yeah no me, me, uh, metaphorically it doesn't really work in french actually i, I okay. guess which is why uh like in English, it would have meant something else. I guess that's why they mm-hmm. didn't like translate it directly. Uh, okay. But, uh, so Vagabond uh, is uh, a movie that she did much later, like 25 years later, uh, uh, which is about a woman that uh, hitchhikes aimlessly throughout. Uh, through France, through like um, the northern region of France, uh, going mm-hmm. from like uh, uh, a winery to uh, a small town, through like hiding in an old castle, through like one place to the other with her tent and nothing else, mm-hmm. or very little else. Yeah, it's a very yeah. What what do you think about this one? Um, I, it's a, it's an interesting movie, um, to start. Um, and I think that, uh, Sandrine Bonaire, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, she's got a, an interesting name. Um, she, uh, she's very, um, magnetic in a lot of moments. Uh, and I like the, uh, I guess the overall aesthetic and, uh, I guess what the movie's trying to say, um, and I like the way that it's presented. Um, all of this, it feels very respectful. And for anybody who uh, hasn't looked into the movie, hasn't heard of the movie, it is uh, somewhat based on a true story. Um, I I don't know to what extent it's based on a true story, other than what we're told in the movie and uh, uh, what we both learned from the documentary that we're also going to talk about um but it feels um it feels it doesn't feel like limited by the fact that it is that it has to draw from all that information uh i feel like it manages to tell a very compelling narrative based off of information that you would think would be very scattershot and um 
and information that you would think uh, uh, would just lead to a bunch of inconclusive stuff, but it just it feels very natural, and it feels uh, uh, <clears throat> it just all works. <laughs> it all flows together so in a in a in a good, the most interesting yeah, yeah. part of this movie. It's it's not really trying to be a narrative. Yeah, in a linear way, it is uh, trying to be a portrait of a person told yes. through different point, different point of views. Um, so you get first, like you, you get to see like her, her in some narrative scenes, uh, but they're intersected by uh, scenes of the people she meets, mm-hmm. she meets talking about her and telling like her through their point of view, and like uh, you get a portrait of someone that's like. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, truly more than like the perception each individual has of her uh, mm-hmm. you get like the portrait of someone that just tries to live freely in a way uh, but also is feels crushed under society uh, societal like limits that are pushed on her by capitalism um, like mm-hmm. there is, I don't. I don't think it's that interesting to get into the scene, the scenes linearly, but because they're not really told that linearly. But it's all yeah. about like the small moments you get of her. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of the most interesting ones, uh, two actually that pair well together, is like when she's um, she gets picked up on a hike, and people tell her like ask her like, do you have a family? Do you have a job? Do you have anything? And she talks about being a secretary. And just like hating, like being a secretary, and multiple times, and hating all her bosses, and not being able mm-hmm. to live under that, uh, uh, yeah. to live that way, just to truly live. And then there's a moment where uh, she uh, she meets like a nice farmer couple who give her like a a, a small place to live and give her a small plot of land where she could grow like some potatoes or something uh, and she just doesn't do anything she just squats to in their the living place uh, and her interaction with the, him after is like what's even the point I to I'm just replacing one boss with another uh, that's not the way I want to live I want to I want to truly live I don't want to be caged in a way um, mm-hmm. and I, I think like those those gives her like um, you understand her motivation you understand the kind of character she is and you can understand <laughs> the conditions <laughs> in which she lives right it's the same conditions we live in now the ones that like mm-hmm. having a job is a necessity and we're all like caged by that living under capitalism Um yeah, and it's it, it, and it's not it, it, it's all like in the background, but it's always there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it I like the way that it's paired with other situations that are different from hers, but are still illustrative of mm-hmm. what's causing her to live like this. Um, it all feels part of a piece. I really like the. Um, the sequence with uh, the uh, Tunisian man who takes her in um, and he himself is working as a, um, I don't know what the word for that is. Um, uh, in the winery. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, like he's a, cl- he, he clips 
branches from the looks of it. From um, yeah, from from grape vines. Uh, yeah, but I think like yeah, that's like the, that's the job because it takes place in the winter, so that's the job in the winter. Yeah. The only thing to do is to clip, and he's the only one there because they all the other workers are on vacation because mm-hmm. you don't need that much workers at this point of in the year. Yeah, um, but yeah, you go ahead. You were talking about uh, her relationship. Um, yeah, I like the way that they. Um, I like the way that they interact and that they have like this. Um, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. They just have like a very, they seem to have like a very close bond and they bond yeah. very fast. Um, yeah, there, they have, there is a camaraderie there. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I do like the, <laughs> when they're eating and they're like eating one next to the other, like, mm-hmm. like fa- both facing the wall. And she's like, do you, do you guys always sit like this? Like in the, in the schoolyard? Um, in the school cafeteria, actually, <laughs> and she takes the chair and sits next to him at an angle so that they can look at each other while they're eating. It, it's very, very good, um, very good moment of just yeah. like their relationship. And he's trying to teach her to to do the work and convince, tries to convince her that she could stay after the other worker, the other workers get back, but they don't want her there, so she has to leave. Yeah. And you 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 can't you can't really because of the point of view you're seeing it from our point of view you, you don't really understand mm-hmm. if it's him that wants her to leave or if it's them or if it's all of the above, uh, mm-hmm. but it's it's again it's like seeing relationships through that single point of view. I think another part that's interesting is when she's hiding she like so she hides in a castle with another uh, um, another person another homeless person. Um, mm-hmm. And they're, they're, they kind of share a few days together and they smoke a lot of weed and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and just like chill there for a while. And um, a woman that's like her uncle is watching over the castle, but she he didn't notice them. Um, uh, he, she, she goes in and sees them there and thinks about them as like a pure romantic couple in love. <laughs> Whereas yeah. when you see it from the other point of view, she's just like, <laughs> then you get like uh, um, him narrating like that moment and saying like, I thought she would, she was, she would have stayed with me for a long time. She looked like that time, but as soon as the weed ran out, she ran out as well. At least yeah. she was listening to my radio, and from her point of view, it's just you just get like, uh, you you get to see like. And it just feels like it's done for her. It's like she's looking for her next moment, mm-hmm. the next thing that can happen. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have like a a path or a direction that she's going no, on. Exactly. She's just surviving. Um, and I like the um. I'd like that they don't try to make that seem. They don't try to make it seem awful. 24 7 it's not like propaganda against homeless people no, <laughs> um it's it, it, i would almost say it's it's like there are moments in this lifestyle that are bad and there are moments in this lifestyle that are not the worst that are pretty um all right yeah. in context and i like that it shows all of that <laughs> yeah uh i think i, I think uh, for me, a point of the movie is like living freely shouldn't have to be 
mm-hmm. like that shouldn't have to suffer this way. Like there, yeah. she has to like beg people. She shouldn't, for everything. yeah. Everything she shouldn't, shouldn't have to beg people for everything. She shouldn't have to uh, be raped in the woods and forgotten. And it's just like it goes over mm-hmm. that moment so fast because like like that's like that for her. She has to get over it, and it 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 can't the her her life can't mm-hmm. live around that moment because she she'll just die. Uh, yeah, and she does. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's really it's really hard at points, and then there's the moment with the old woman when they're drinking brandy together and laughing and talking yes. about like the nephew that just wants her, the wants the old woman to die to inherit the house, uh, and it, mm-hmm. it's just like a rich old woman that has like a caretaker, and and, and like the caretaker tries to invite like invites her just to like get in for a couple of days to to just take care of her uh but she immediately bonds with the old woman because it feels like she he like they're the most similar people kind of in that whole scene uh mm-hmm. they're they like the old woman is like kind of free in like she has to be taken care of but also she mm-hmm. doesn't have any weight on her at this point in her life uh, right like uh, like the um, the character of mana does uh and it, they're, they just immediately get drunk and laugh together and talk about dumb stuff it's pretty great yeah yeah i enjoyed that quite a bit as well um yeah um <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed uh, the uh, the agronomy professor as well. Um, yeah. I like the way that that character plays out. Um, I, I guess if there's like another lead character, it's probably her. Um, and yeah, she develops this sort of uh, doting relationship over Mona. Um, and the, the, there are characters that are disappearing from uh this character from Mona's life but there are characters that are also reoccurring um or you know floating back in uh the boyfriend you were talking about who's you know uh I'm just glad she didn't take my radio he I don't think they interact but he does show up again later with the fire and all that um uh, at, which... at the very at the very and there's like a scene in a train station where yeah. like there's like five people she met throughout that are there at the same time but Yes. Well, he's the one who he's the one who knocks over that trash can with the fire in it, and she's in the other room. Um, But they're already gone by the time she gets out. um, Yeah, she's set on fire, and then they, and then you get the, um, the see the you you get to see like her boyfriend at the time, the 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 guy she was sleeping with, I guess, mm -hmm. at that point where she was staying with a group of other vagabonds. Um, where she, uh, uh, she, yeah, she, he's like, I'm sad to see her gone, uh, but she set fire and just left when she wasn't the one that set fire. It was those two other guys fighting. Mm-hmm. He just blamed it on her. Um, which yeah. again is like, it's not her fault. That that moment, her having to be like, she had a, a sense of place for a while, and then it's just like. It's, yeah. uh, they blame it on her when it wasn't and then and she ends up just like drifting and dying in the cold yeah because of the fire um yeah because we yeah because we see the 
it took uh, her tent away and a lot of her supplies. Um, um, yeah. I, I think we need to talk about the weirdest moment in this movie when there's mm. like people that are dressed like plants in purple paint are just uh-huh. like walking around the town terrorizing like everyone <laughs> shuts their window and you don't really understand why you think it's like because of her she's like by herself and she's like kind of walking right. by herself in that small city and then just, just like these big bearded guys all in purple paint with like pot, uh, plant pots on their heads are like just like walking around attacking people and you just like <laughs> yeah we have no idea why uh europe (laughs) europe man (laughs) uh i don't know how else to explain it um i guess they just get into some weird stuff um i do like that that sequence um it's a weird payoff to something that i think the beginning of the movie was trying to be very um was trying to have a lot of weight to it because we keep the very beginning or one of the things at the very beginning is like this montage of what I get, what I had assumed to be like her throwing up just gallons of wine all over this city, um, but we realize that it's actually part of this festival, I guess. Where I, I wasn't sure if it was paint or if it's un um, unfiltered, just like grape mash jelly stuff or something, um, and they're like throwing it all over each other, soaking it on themselves. Um, I guess it's a harvest festival of some sort. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a like that to do because it's a wine region. Uh, yeah, it is just super weird. It feels so yeah. place. <laughs> it feels yeah, like out yeah. of a different movie, uh, but it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel yeah, the whole movie is really, really interesting. It's it's really easy to like yeah. kind of get lost in it. Um, I like how uh, Agnes Varda in the documentary describes that like there's like thirty specific moments that are described throughout this movie, and between each you get a shot uh, going uh, of uh, of her walking by herself or hitchhiking with uh, mm-hmm. uh, a shot uh, going from the right to left. And that mm-hmm. that means it's transitioning to something else in another point in her life. Um, I like the first sentence of the movie a lot, where it's, where it's just like she came from the sea. Uh, yeah, every, it's like everyone comes from somewhere, and she came from the sea uh, because you see her like <laughs> taking, like basically taking a bath bath in the cold cold uh, Atlantic Sea. I think. Um, I think yeah. that's what it's supposed to be, uh, but <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Uh, I I really like this movie overall. Uh, it's, yeah. it's it's like a it has like the right sense of lostness. It's definitely worth watching, and it's yeah definitely an interesting work of hers. It feels like later in her life she was like thinking a lot more about like that the the that sense of freedom um, throughout her films. And, and this is a great portrayal. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, it, um, yeah, um, it just, it's a very singular movie and I, uh, that's something I enjoyed. 
I, I there are not a lot of movies like this. So, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I guess we yeah. can move on to uh, beaches now, um, which yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know how much we we need to get into beaches because it's like mm-hmm. a modern description of her life, but it has like some very interesting moments. I, I really like her quote of like, uh, if you look into people, you see landscapes, and if you see into me, you'll see beaches, because yeah. that's that's like what she is, and how she sees herself. I think that's a beautiful, uh, yeah. way of thinking of people and of thinking of yourself. Uh, I I like also a lot of her, like how the movie portrays, like how she remembers her relationship with Jacques Demi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that stuff was very um, touching, uh, to put it lightly. Um, yeah, I, a lot of the a lot of the um, a lot of how it handles her personal life, it feels um, it feels like a lot of. Uh, it feels like a lot of autobiographical stuff, but I, I feel like there's a different energy to it that kept it um, fairly watchable. Um, it's not something that you need to like pay the utmost attention to, but there are moments that I think really stand out. I, I like the um, uh, the discordance between how she depicts things that happened and when we actually see uh how moments were captured um so a good example is like pictures of her as a early 20s late teen person and then a recreation that she does of herself at that time um where she has that the bob haircut and i love that in her mind (laughs) she always has had that haircut it's just it's been there basically since birth but the way that we know that that's not the case and that sort of sense of um personal myth making um it feels uh very distinct to her personality and because something i don't know if i actually said it while we were on it or not i really like her personality like i feel like i would get along with agnes if i knew her um and because of that the movie just feels very affable um and very pleasant to be around (laughs) like i imagine she would be um, so for that reason, it was just a very enjoyable documentary um, for me. So yeah, it, it feels like very much of an artist at the end of their life, like mm-hmm. looking back at their career and their life and uh, making something new out of it in a way. Like the way she mm-hmm. tells her story differently, um, the way she can recreate those moments. Um, yeah. it, didn't, it, it she thought it was going to be her last movie it didn't end up being it uh, she mm-hmm. made two movies after uh, which I'll, I'll talk about a bit later but um, but yeah it's it's a it's such an interesting piece of work and I even if you've only seen a couple of her, her movies I think it's worth watching worth watching such an important artist talked about like the way real life and tangible things like influence their art uh, and how she sees the world and you can see that way that she sees the world in her movies as well uh, and she she doesn't dive deep into any of her particular work which i kind of like as well it's like it's it's so, small descriptions and then she says something that you didn't even think about while watching it um 
Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, I I uh, specifically I like um, the way she talks about another movie we didn't mention, uh, Le Bonheur. Uh, I don't even know. I feel like even in English it's just that <laughs> that French name, <laughs> which means like the happiness. But like, um, Bonheur isn't just like it's like it's like more than happiness it's like uh mm. kind of like like p like peace and happiness like it's like the goal in life like be it's like not the world happiness maybe like being happy in like its mm-hmm. fullest way um that's what it means uh right and it's like about uh it's a really weird movie it's a, it's like a about a family um uh uh, like a, a father, his wife, and two, uh, two children, uh, two very small children, and like he loves his wife, he loves his children, but he just starts cheating on her with a woman he meets, and it's all like very, um, how can I say, happy go lucky. It's like all like it, it all feels like rain, like it's all told through his point of view, and he's like always happy yeah. throughout. Because for him it's not a problem, and he tells his wife, and she's like, um, she and his her reaction is like, feels like it's being okay with it, but um, she just like leaves him, like they're doing a picnic in the park, and she just leaves because she needs time on her own, I think, and he finds her dead in, uh, in like a, in a lake just next to them like she he she can't breathe and she she dies and slowly the woman with whom he's he's been cheating on his wife on replaces the wife until he became she becomes a new mother of his children and it's like the movie ends in the same space as the beginning but the wife has Mm. been replaced and it's basically a horror film like (laughs) this is what it feels like (laughs) it feels like just like you're watching it through like uh, through the point of view of man who has like no like he loves but he has no real empathy and he it's like it's like a or horror film from the point of view of the wife it's so weird it's really it's really interesting it's really it's like a, an hour long like 65 minutes or something but it's really oh wow something uh i don't know if i'd necessarily huh. recommend watching it but uh, it's uh, to anyone generally, but more than like mm-hmm. Cleo or, or Vagabond or some mm-hmm. of her other work. But it's like it's like so weird. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about that. <laughs> that that sounds like a very interesting movie. Um, yeah, that feels that feels so different that I think I might give it a shot just because it just it seems so other <laughs> so 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 very other than uh the movies that we talked about um yeah uh i did watch also yeah. some of lion's love like her hippie movie about like a throuple in la that are just all fucking each other all the time yeah and having philosophical discussion i watched like half of it and it's kind of what you can imagine it being it's pretty good <laughs> like it's it's all very like small scenes uh, that mm-hmm. don't really there's no real story there it's just like it feels like a hippie movie in the way she describes it like it, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool as well also on criterion uh, it just I, i've been i, I want to see more of her work as well because this makes me want to mm-hmm. uh, do that 
um, I think she's such yeah. an interesting artist and like the way, I love I love how in Beaches of Agna you they talk about her potato exhibit where you could just kind of stand <laughs> on thousands of potatoes and watch pictures of potatoes shaped like hearts. I yeah. want to see that. I really wish I had seen that exhibit. <laughs> that it, that does sound pretty cool. That sounds pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, since we're talking about other movies of hers, just based off what she said, um, I like the thing about uh, Le Creatures, uh, which I'm going to watch now because that looked fascinating as a movie. Um, and the way that she keeps talking about it, um, like it's a movie that she seemed to really care about, um, uh, you know, differently maybe than the others. Um, I'm curious about that one, and it looks just looks very interesting. Um, uh, well, and since we're talking about it, uh, I really like the way that uh, again some of the little skits that she does to show moments in her life. Uh, the way that she depicts like running a company <laughs> oh, yeah. and, ha- and like having to be like a money person <laughs> uh, and the way like the way that she perfectly demonstrates you know doing all that when it's just the opposite of who she is um uh and then you know juxtapose that to the movie that we just talked about vagabond like i just love the way that that is shown the sand in the middle of that city street and then just people in an office um and her confusing her confusion as she's talking over it giving a sort of a little monologue i thought that was very well done very um very entertaining um yeah it's a very fun documentary (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I get the feeling that a lot of her documentaries would be, um, I mean, depending on subject matter and some of these. Um, yeah, there's, there's yeah, a lot of them. Where she, she describes going to Cuba in 62, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it was all just up, just during the revolution. And it, she says it was all socialism and cha-cha-cha. And she, <laughs> and she wanted to take a picture of Castro. And when she did, he did. She, get, she got to, like, he... He was full of like uh, he talks about him mm-hmm. seeming just through, even through the picture full of uh, full of life and full of like hopes and mm-hmm. idealism. idealism. Uh, the way like you get to see how she saw the world. Um, I I think uh, I I recommended it to you before, but even more now because how you say you loved uh, watching this because of her. Uh, you should really watch Faces Places, which is a movie about her and an art, another artist, GR, uh, who's known to make um, kind of print out huge pictures of faces and like mm-hmm. sticking them on like walls in public places in France. Like he's a, a well-known French artist, like a, mm. a, a graffiti artist, and like mostly for first but now specifically for these like these huge huge things they print and like stick together um making faces on like old buildings on like bridges everywhere and they're just traveling together and talking about art and it's like it's like conversations instead of like being like more descriptive uh, and at the at that point in her life uh at the later point in her life uh she uh, she's losing her vision so it's like a lot of her oh. also 
coping with that. By the end of her life, she couldn't really see uh, mm -hmm. anymore, which for a director feels uh, so sad. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a really it's a, it's a really uh, beautiful like feel good moment, feel good documentary about like two artists uh, uh, just right. like talking about their vision of art and having small conversations about very dumb simple things and it's pretty great yeah i think i'll definitely check that out i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out where that is actually and probably watch it pretty soon um yeah that one okay that sounds interesting um and then uh, another one that i just want to bring up real quick uh 101 nights um which uh, that movie looks insane um she got Sandrine Bonaire to play the vagabond again somehow. Um, she seems to then turn into um, how am I forgetting the historical person? Uh, uh, um, yeah, uh, that that movie looks kind of crazy. A lot of a lot of her movies, and some of them seem to go some pretty weird places. So I'm definitely gonna. I'm glad that we did this, is what I'm saying. Because uh, I'm going to watch a lot of her other movies. I'm very, very interested now, at this point. Uh, especially this Faces Places movie, which does not look like it is anywhere. So I'll just have to figure out another way to watch it. Um, but yeah. That, huh. Um, we've been going for uh, about 15 yeah. minutes over an hour. So uh, I guess do we uh, want to do like final thoughts and then wrap yeah, it up? Final, final thoughts. Uh, I, yeah, I think I think you should. Uh, I think Varda, like even this short, uh, this short watch through her, her movies, and she has done so many, and she has done so many things in other mediums. You feel like you're watching the work of like one of the greatest artists and the, there, there's so much range in what she does and like though just those three movies you see so much in there mm -hmm. uh, and like it just even looking at her filmography like the documentaries she did on so many things um uh it's it's really she's really an incredible artist and like uh, so influential today for the best reasons um and i'm very happy we dove into her work to start yeah. uh this few weeks of uh diving to other uh female directors yeah uh I, I agree with all of that um yeah uh just a very um pleasant experience watching these movies and i uh, i highly recommend all three of them so yeah um uh plugs i guess uh uh quick plugs for me you can follow me on twitter at is here you can Follow me on Instagram as well. Uh, you can write us an email at gmail.com if you want us to cover a particular female director. Let us know. We're yeah. very open to ideas. We have some, of course. Um, mm -hmm. We'll try to not do too many French directors because it's, it feels like very easy <laughs> just because some of my favorite female directors are French female directors. But uh, yeah, uh, that's it for me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know what episodes of Phantom Zone will and will not be out by the time this is up, but uh, uh, there should be uh, other episodes coming soon. Uh, of course, we're going to be talking about uh, 
WandaVision um, with people that uh, know the characters even better than I do. So uh, check that out uh, when that episode or episodes uh, happen. Uh, and uh, watch uh, our uh, top five and uh, the, 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 the stuff that we hated the most episodes that we did. Um, those were very fun to do, so check them out. Of course, news shows will be coming out periodically as more news comes out and uh, more stuff goes back into production. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's my plugs. Uh, yeah, uh, bye. Sometimes. Even when I